Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a New World Order and I'm Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my colleagues from across the seas. One who doesn't know what I'm about to say and the other who doesn't care. I didn't know. <laughs> I was left in the lurch. I'm Sebastian from the United States of World America. Um, your vote for me is a vote for cupcakes. <laughs> I've never once had a cupcake and I've voted for you a couple times. <laughs> you heard it here first. I don't vote. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I'm Andrew Shostak, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a nation on a nation simulator, nationstates.net. And each week we answer the issues that are plaguing our nations while trying to stay true to our own political ideologies. And I'm going first Why? this time. Because you... We're just going to jump in. Exactly, with my chicken-related issue called... Oh, I was going to cut you off, but I decided not to because I'm going to be a, a kind and gracious international from host. From the past. A teacher and four school children were killed on a field trip in a remote region of Australia. I'm banning remote regions. We only have central business districts from now on. Done. After Vetoed. an old anti-personnel mine was accidentally detonated. <laughs> banning personnel mines. The landmines, relics of, nation, of the nation's previous wars have taken the lives of many over the years. I like to think that your minds are super high tech and they're like that grid from the first Resident Evil film where they cube people. Oh, That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> okay, so Zane Australia's never had a ground war. So I think this is from what Zane Australia was before it became Zane Australia. Before you took over and named the country after yourself. Yeah. Good. Like in Nigeria or Liberia. The, the, the previous countries that have been war-torn and then new borders have been drawn and Under governments new management. come up. Yeah. yeah, cool. Like my fish and chip shop. All right. Uh, option number one. You can see how important demining is. No. Ask uh, Silvio Lowe, the CEO of Remove Landmine, an obscure private enterprise based in Bigtopia. We clear the Australia of landmines for a small price. No need to worry about that forest that obstruct the progress, we remove them too. In big, <laughs> proud explosions. Bigtopian strength. He had me, and then so quickly lost me. Of course, that's the, <laughs> that's the nation state's way. <laughs> I was like, private business, tick for Andy. Uh, <laughs> removing landmines, that's a Seb thing. Just uh, actually removing forests is technically a Seb thing too. Mm. Not intentionally mm. though. 
Not the big topians, screeches Archibald Silk, fierce patriot and even fiercer guerrilla fighter, jumping out of a filing cabinet and tackling the big topian business person to the ground. When big topian warmongers attacked, we were forced to deploy landmines. Now they have the cheek to try and profiteer from our misery. We should seize all big topian assets and use them to set up a demining fund instead. So seize foreign assets that are in the country sell them and use them to demine the places. <laughs> I'm not even sure that the previous wars were with Bigtopia. Well, th- th- that seems to be the case that uh, that they were. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But that's that that is the ideal solution is f- for the government to do it to to go through and clear you know, hot hot areas, and then charge the the yeah, Victorian, oh, absolutely, the, the combatant for. Uh, but for usually, the, for the you cost. would I, I believe you would deal with the uh, the the diplomatic, uh, dipl- diplomatic uh, areas of the government rather than just seizing private assets that belong to Victorians in your country. Well, <laughs> it's I mean it's a it's a safety issue, and yeah. when you're uh, uh, when, when you've socialized medicine and such, you're up for the cost of. Any sort of rehabilitation. I've got an idea, suggests Ethel Bennett, Minister of Education and part-time comedian, trying to stifle her laughter. Laughter. Why don't we teach students proper demining techniques? I'm sure that it's going to be useful in their everyday lives, somehow. Anyway, it should prevent such an incident from ever occurring again. I'm I- all for cross-skilling your children. <laughs> Maybe not with this. Just, you know, a little bit of a thought. Yeah, let's get the kids to disarm the active weapons. Oh, my God. That was the last option? No. You know, oh. trial of fire, like yeah. Stalingrad-type uh, thing. You just throw them in, and whoever survives comes out is obviously very good at demining mines. Yep. Option number four. Actually, we don't need any of that, explains Justin Grossweiner, an army logistics supervisor examining a map of Australia. Since we were the ones who planted the mines, we could dig up some old documents on how to retrieve them. While it may be more costly just purposefully detonating all of them, we should be able to reuse any functional ones that we come across. Although some of them might not work as well as newly made weapons, this would provide a well-needed boost to our military stockpile. Doesn't matter what his motivations are. They're responsible because they laid them. Absolutely, they should be... The ones to but they're charging. To, they are charging to well, them. yeah, well, no, it's so the military, if, so they're going yeah. to. If it's if it's us yeah. that laid them, we should get rid of them. Yep. Yeah, is that I the last option. Yeah. yeah, I want to put a complaint in that there wasn't a giant levitating magnet option, in which it just levitates above the forest and fling, and like all the mines just fly out of the earth into them and explode. I don't care. I just want one. You just put them. Everyone clear out magnets. Do you know how minesweepers work? No, I don't care. This is bullshit science. Oh, <laughs> minesweepers are like combine harvesters, but instead of cutting surfaces, what they have are flailing chains, and they set this thing running, and they just flail these chains into the ground, and wherever there's contact, boom. Okay. You don't destroy the machine because all it does is explode into the, the, the chain, and that's easy enough to replace, and the operator is sitting way back in it anyway. There's also these really but fun, it's just like- it, It's just driving around and beating the ground <laughs> with metal chains, hoping you find a mine. High tech. 
Well, the, these it's the, effective. It's, yeah. it's just a big ball with holes in it that they stick like bamboo poles with yeah. like pads yeah. on the end, and they just roll it across a minefield. And when a mine explodes, you lose that one arm, but it's still got yeah. dozens of other arms. I'm gonna have to. I'm sure there's YouTube videos of this that I'm gonna just dive into in a moment. Sounds really fun. So if there are no <laughs> options, I am going to get the army to do it because they laid it. They yeah. should be. It's their responsibility. That's yeah. absolutely the the right option. And they're not going to fuck up the forest. Correct. In theory, they didn't mention they're planning on doing it anyway. <laughs> Let's see what that does. Military equipment stores have a tendency to go up in flames. Well. Stop being an idiot. Two stabbed in parking dispute. Plague of locusts discovered just to be fog. Military parade draws bumper crowd. Old woman awaits in vain for help crossing road. My defence forces are up 42.3%. Is the only up. The biggest <laughs> down at at one whole percent is niceness. And then at 0.08% cheerfulness. And then also at similarly low levels, weather, pacifism and tourism. Well, the appropriate body has been charged with doing what is the right thing. And paid handsomely. I've got a fluff piece issue. And it's actually issue number seven. So we're down to the early days of uh, nation states creation here. Oh. Titled, Animal Liberation Front Strikes Again. Oh my God. The increasingly militant Animal Liberation Front struck again last night, freeing dozens of chickens bound for delicious snack packs. That's it. (laughs) Uh, option one these nuts have got to be stopped demanded uh, sorry demands concerned consumer Magnus Venkman they need to face the fact that people want snack pats no matter how many innocent chickens must be sacrificed besides chickens would do the same to us if they had the chance I should have said that more seriously I don't think they would well that's even that's even less reason to do it then I don't know chickens are pretty vicious Mm. like they'll eat each other like that's a thing. Also, I don't want a huge fan of birds. I mean, chickens can't fly, yeah, but you so don't they're like on my good any livestock. Lie, I think I could get along with a goat. Really? Well, they're not it's very big, similar mouths to a horse, but they're smaller, and horses stand like six feet tall. It's ridiculous. Like goats also traditionally more angrier than a horse. Maybe a sheep is my option. Yeah, sheep's are pretty docile until yeah. you annoy them. I'm, I'm sure like a calf would be all right. A delicious veal that I could make friends with. I know we don't call a live one a veal, but. I mean, here we are. Option two. These, oh, yep. Liberationists, liberationists. Does that sound like a word you guys are familiar with? Liberationists. Liberationists, yeah. Are highlighting an important issue, pleads Sasha Cook. Too often animals are put through needless cruelty just to make their flesh taste a little more deliciously succulent. I'm sure we could ban the more horrific abuses without putting too much of a dent in our national obesity figures. Couldn't we? Option three. Wait, what was that option suggesting? Um, I, humane ways of killing them, I, I imagine. Oh, okay. Um, option three. Animals have feelings too, yells protester Anne-Marie. That is a ridiculous last name. Um, <laughs> Something French? Cachuturian, sure. Uh, before being set as up on... Chicken. <laughs> oh, what? I was going to say, as in chicken cachuturi? It's spelt differently, but yeah. I believe it's like charcuterie. Charcuterie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Before being set up. (laughs) Leslie Antipasto. (laughs) It is spelled with a K-H. So I was like, is this like, anyway, cool. Uh, Before being set upon by hungry passers-bys. Free the animals, ban meat eating. Final option. Wait, so enforced veganism. Or at least vegetarianism. It doesn't say we can't use their products, just we can't eat them. Did you say ban animals? 
um, free the animals okay. than yeah meat eating. So it could be, I'd say, as a as but a then you couldn't keep a chicken in order to eat its eggs. Um, that would you be, could, that yeah, would be yeah that's a fair. I honestly, I think that's a, that's a fair thing to imply there. Yeah, final option. Economist Earl Ricard has an alternative. You don't need to take away the people's right to choose. You just need to build the costs of animal suffering into the price. Mm. A tax on meat eating in proportion to the amount of cruelty involved would do the trick. Plus, think of the benefit for the national coffers. Of course, poor people wouldn't be able to afford meat, but that's just more incentive for them to get jobs. How do you measure suffering? Well, I imagine like, um, what's that that dish where they enlarge the liver of the of the goose of the oh, sorry of the turkey? Fagua. Yeah, like that would be even more well, expensive than garbage. it is now. Yeah, yeah. Is that that's the force feeding method? Yeah, that that would make that would be very expensive. Dish. And there's it a really wonderful is, and there's a wonderful uh, TED uh, talk on uh, a foie gras farm where the the farmer does no forced feeding whatsoever. In fact, he's got figs and all sorts of things that the geese run wild essentially there and eat, you know, uh, you know, half and of his, that, half and of his stuff. And that's what I mean. Like, call other, other, other geese down. It's a very... But if you're not making a, go- a goose deep throat some grain, Zane, is it really worth eating? Well, but, but what, <laughs> like, how do you compare that to like cooking a lobster alive in boiling water, like how how do you compare suffering? I, I not a, if you're going to tax it. How on earth do you pay the animals yeah. for their suffering? Like what? Ha- <laughs> That's completely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the options in short are imprison the liberationists. Wait, they need to face. Yeah. Oh no, it was no. just nothing. Oh, oh just, no, no, just, oh, no. It says that these nuts have to be stopped. So it is okay. actually imprisoned. Imprison, oh, we're getting rid of them. I'm not a huge fan of that option just because it is punishing protesters. But they did break the law. But I Punishing don't, I don't protesters wanna... who are... You know... Nation states. It's going to ban protests. <laughs> like, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Um, ban the more horrific ways of killing them. So it's saying you can still kill your animals, but you can't... Basically, you're, you're, you're just regulating the industry. Yeah, which yeah. we there's, do here, I think, there's right? There's something cold about saying these are the acceptable ways of executing. Well, we you don't may imp- not lives. shred a chicken while it lives. <laughs> you must wait until after you have bled it to death. <laughs> In Australia, we won't import um, certain animals from certain countries sure. because of the way that they kill. Well, that's, that's but the we will reason. export animals to those countries yeah. to be killed there. Don't get me started. <laughs> Hypocrisy. Right. Um, okay, so there was vegan, uh, vegetarian, everyone up. I will say, um, my wife lost her job in early January and we went six weeks, she just got a new job, but we went six weeks of um, just living off my income. And she's a vegetarian. So I, for those six weeks, joined her in doing that just so I, it was okay. easier, it was cheaper just to cook the one meals and make it nice and simple. And I mean, I'm going to say, I mean, it's not for everyone and I understand that, but a lot of the modern meat substitutes are really bloody good. And I was very shocked because she's done this a while ago and I, I tried a couple of meals years ago and even between two years ago and now, huge difference. Are we being sponsored <laughs> I, no. Good. Then get on. I didn't. By who? I didn't mention any specific country, company. No, but I felt like you're working up to. So <laughs> it's like so. We've been going vegetarian, and it's actually I, like really good meat substitutes. So all you've got to do is go to your local supermarket. I will actually say <laughs> find the no meat, no meat brand. Woolworths does have this one. Okay. No, 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 this, oh my god! This is not a food podcast. It's not this, there was this one thing that I got. It was fake duck. 
and you cook it in the pan, two minutes each side. And I legitimately had to go and double check when we started eating it because the, the, the skin went full crispy. They put fake duck fat in with the meat. So depending on where you buy it, you would either get fake fat or oh, actually meat. And legitimately, it tasted Which, almost- I vomited just as much as I would have <laughs> if I was eating duck. Yeah, yeah it really. sounds <laughs> gross. It tasted exactly like real duck. On a, okay. on a re-warm up at the microwave, it was more like spongy than anything, but fresh cooked and put it out. Like I was actually concerned that I had actually just bought duck and fed duck to my vegetarian wife. It's not an option, but- I'm not going with it, oh, sorry, yeah. But would either of you have any problem with eating meat that had never been alive, that was grown in a lab? No, not at all. No. I assume Good. it would go through so many tests that it was guaranteed to be safe as well. That's why I just assume- it Oh, it's not a safety food. concern. It's, it, it's about, there are, there are people who will always be purists oh. and say, okay, uh, you, can, you can analyze this and they're essentially the same as far as their nutritional content is concerned, but I want to eat the flesh of something that used to have a beating heart. No, that part I don't care about. It's, I for me, it's a taste and texture thing. That's will it. only eat something that I have seen the life drain out of as I look into its eyes. <laughs> if the I knife could, still in its heart. You're scary. If I could find a mushroom that had the chewiness and flavor of a steak, I'd be eating all those mushrooms. I like mushrooms as they are, don't get if me wrong. If I could find if, a mushroom that tasted like anything other than a mushroom, I'd be in. And final option, we tax based on the brutality of the murder. (laughs) I'm honestly a bit stuck because they all kind of suck. Yeah, I don't know. You can't always dismiss it. I don't want to punch the people that were protesting because I don't don't want that result. Honestly, I think the regulation is, it's weird and it's stupid and you can't do it. It's arbitrary, but- the regulation the, of banning more violent ways of killing them. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the best option. The protesters were violating property rights and they need to be held to account for that. That's true, but I, Andrew, I mean, last, last week's top. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't want to punish every protester because of a couple of bad protesters. No, you want to punish. (laughs) No, no, no. You want to punish those protesters. That's exactly right. But nation states. I know. Yeah. So unless I'm being vetoed, I'm going to go option two, which is ban, quote, ban the more horrific abuses. Andrew's checking how many points he has. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, And adopted. All right. So meat eating is frowned upon. Our public school school's top honor. Mining industry seeks blue skies ahead. Eight arrested and sophisticated police sting. And modern music, just noise. Uh, Black market up 6%. People are buying the the deep throat turkey or whatever it is. Yeah. Tourism up 2%, safety and income equality and niceness up 1%. And as for the downs, interesting. I think my farmers were sadists because my agriculture sector has been going down 101%. Wow. I guess if we can't kill them maliciously, no, it's not going to bother us. I think what it means is that farmers can no longer kill their own animals and sell to the butcher. They have right. to go through a plant. Probably. Maybe. Um, crime down 3%, radicality down 2 and then a bunch of 1s. I'm just curious on the hit of my agriculture. Was it a big one? Wow. I went from 351 to negative 3. Yeah, okay. There you go. What up? So meat completely gutted. Did I accidentally world America? Did I accidentally ban it? You veganized your entire nation. 
No, I, I, I just double checked. I definitely went the option that was just like, you're just going to kill them in a nicer way. And every farmer just ripped off their straw hat and stomped it into the ground and said, I quit. <laughs> well, speaking of animal liberationists, I have a student issue too. Did none of my farmers just grow crops? <laughs> Were they all cattle farmers? Sorry, sorry. It's exactly just like right. They're all goose farmers. Well, all your uh, croplands were taken during the invasion of the Dog Isles. Oh, <laughs> By the Wesseltonians. And my, uh, my only other remaining island is now full of criminals <laughs> fighting to the death. After minority student Evan Miele was refused admission to a traditional prestigious college, civil rights activists, conservatives and teachers are up in arms about affirmative action and ethnic equality in education. I think you'll find there's actually no problem here, observed conservative speaker and hair care product salesman Steve Stevenson. A student wants to go to a particular school, but lacks the grades. Clearly, he should have studied harder in school. But, oh, because he's a so-called minority, it's everyone else's fault. I'm sorry, but the system is working perfectly well. What gets you into a good school is merit alone. Or, failing that, a generous donation. (laughs) Is merit alone? Except for me. (laughs) I'll pay for it. While I... It's another kind of merit all of itself. While I don't agree that the situation can be boiled down to he didn't study hard enough, that's why he doesn't have the grades, I do completely agree with him that you cannot lower standards sure. when, it comes to, when it comes to education. I 100% agree as well, with the caveat, I was like, you can't buy your way in either. If you don't have the grades, you don't have the grades. If the school is basing its entrance on grades, Pay for a, for a sure. tutor, pay for extra lessons. Sure, but, but you can't in Andropolia, pay to get in. But in Andropolia, colleges are privately owned. That's fine, and so, so that is a, then the, so we just a, have to accept that that's hypocritical. So it's a private club, sure. Yeah, but it's a private club, and they are allowed to let in whatever members they like. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But it's just like we're not saying that that's not but, hypocritical. No, no, no. But even if they were state owned, and you know, grades were the only way of assessing whether an entrant was uh, good or not, you shouldn't lower. If if all of a sudden, uh, okay, it's not true, but say women weren't as good at mathematics. Oh, right. Well, Statistically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just say that that's not true and we're <laughs> thinking that it's true. Yeah, okay. No, of course that's not true. That's that's ridiculous. Statistically but, better. Go on. Is that right? Mm. Okay, so the other way around. So you've got traditionally um, female-led uh, industries. Would would it be appropriate to say, well, if we want, if you know, if, if there's a male candidate going in, should they have to perform to a, a lesser level the, their mathematical requirement because, you know, statistically they're, they're not going to be able to meet the same, the same level as the other ones. So the arguments against affirmative action are the fact that they don't meet the same academic requirements and so therefore you're making special cases. The argument for is that a person's academic requirement, it does not happen in a vacuum. They have... They have the, they might have the intelligence, but they also have the support networks. They have the tutors. They have the extra lessons. They have the extra curriculums. Sure. They have the access sure. that other people might be deprived of. So there is a time and a place for affirmative action, and that is after the basically the deconstruction of a uh, discriminatory system. So if you have just had segregation, there is a place for encouraging minorities, whatever they were, whether they were 
African Americans or whether they sure. were homosexuals, encourage them into the the systems that are uh, more respected and give them a chance to perform in the same way that other people do. Right. If that isn't the case in Antropolia, then affirmative action isn't as important as whatever other standards you're going by. Well, we don't know. I mean, the only yeah. information we have is that people are, are saying it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And again, like that is that is coming from an obviously privileged standpoint. And obviously we'll probably hear from a, an affirmative action, well, an affirmative affirmative action person. What I'm suggesting is that if you if you lowered the if you lowered the standards for a particular group for whatever reason, right, you endanger the the outcome because if their degree is indistinguishable yeah. from somebody with a degree who was held to higher standards, then you're dropping the quality of whatever service you're doing. I yeah, think absolutely. I think it would the most appropriate um, course of action would be to assess whether the academic requirement is legitimate in the first place. Is it being set unnecessarily high? It, in, in which case you could get a lot more applicants uh, come through to the to the school because you're excluding them there for some reason. There is also something to be said for is academic performance the only metric that you are valuing? Sure. Because, yeah. again, mixing genders can definitely improve performance in some in some areas of study. And segregating them yeah, can, absolutely. can be shown to Im- so, improve But that's the thing. Like if you want to encourage minorities yeah. to mix with the the majority, then there might be another reason that you want yeah. that to happen rather than just academic performance. It's a complicated issue and we don't have the details Correct. to uh, to evaluate the, the nuances. Next so, option. <laughs> so at the moment, I'm leading with number one and that's schools get to decide their entrance based on their own criteria, end of end of story. That's fair. Number two of three. Are you blind or do you simply refuse to see, thunders civil rights activist, former TV commentator and un- <laughs> unabashed, my apologies, <laughs> publicity speaker Attila Bullock. Oh yes, it's all perfectly equal if we ignore the fact that this poor boy was stacking shelves to pay for the textbooks uh, in a failing school while the nice rich boys were enjoying private tutoring, exactly what you were just saying. Affirmative action is needed to balance out the very real disadvantages that many students grow up with. There's no better way to identify that disadvantage than with broad, sweeping demographics. Now, you don't address uh, somebody's somebody's upbringing by all of a sudden saying, okay, you now have to perform at a lower level to be treated the same way. That's not appropriate. You encourage people by saying, okay, you were deprived of tutoring in the past. We can't fix your childhood, but at least for every child coming forward now we can give them the option of, of, of tutoring and we won't dismiss them in the same way that we did you. Or if, if that was in fact the case. If the system that, that the school is uh, judging by is too strict in the sense that like you have to meet this specific percentage here and this specific mm-hmm. percentage here, then you take a more personal approach and yes, it's more work for the school where you actually have to meet with every prospective student and have an interview with them and see who they are as a person and whether they will fit into your community. Maybe, I mean, absent yeah. absent regulation, it's in the school's interest to to set the bar yeah. uh, at, at, at some level in order to maintain their own reputation yeah right? you can't you can't ignore, you can't ignore that you can't say to the school okay you have to accept every applicant because it's socially the right thing to do at the cost of their reputation which they won't be reimbursed for yeah no, no that, and that's totally fine that's, that's not that's, not, that's not the Andropolian way no it's not the right way I mean that's what you would say because you run Andropolian <laughs> <laughs> number three I think you're both loony 
says Fanny Hayes, Professor of Liberal Arts at Andropolia National University. In my humble opinion, the solution is simple. Make college education free to all. There we go. It's not free. It just means the person Everyone pays the exactly the same pay. amount. It just means the unemployed poor students aren't paying for it. No, not everybody <laughs> pays the same amount. Everybody, everybody pays and not everybody gets the degree. So some people pay yeah. by way of taxes for something they never paid. Hey, Seb, do you want an engineering degree? Yes. Okay, you can have it. Cool. Why turn away anyone? Throw open the gates and make college education available to every citizen of Antropolia, regardless of their economic status, grades, or work ethic. Again, this is a case where barriers to entry work in a positive way. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you put, up, put up these barriers by way of uh, having some academic test to get in or, or a cost or whatever, meaning that only the people who really want a medical degree or an engineering degree, or whatever degree it happens to be, get there. That's how you filter out all this all this waste. I mean, I agree, but that's assuming that the degree itself is not any work at all above paying for it. What do you mean? Like, um, okay, if I just go to a place, just yeah. show up yeah. for eight years, and at the end of the eight years I get a medical degree... Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. Like, I have to no. dedicate a lot of time and energy and pain into getting that degree above and beyond whatever I have to pay for it. What yeah? do you mean? So, no. that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, the study itself is a barrier to entry and yes, to that's, completion. That's exactly right. So, that's one barrier by having to, to have tests and achieve certain grades in order to progress through the degree. Yes. That's one barrier. One, yes. Right. That is inherent in the system itself. And you don't think you should be paid for that? I mean, you know, your, your assessors, people who teach you, that's all That's all their, their job. You don't think they should be remunerated for that? You, you don't think the students should be paid for the time that they're spending learning this to benefit? <laughs> I, I, I'm a, making fun of you. I'm it's an investment. You. It's an investment in the student's time. They're sacrificing this time, you know, and they don't have to pay themselves. They can convince a family member yeah. or, or, or an uncle or whatever it happens to be. Government. They're neighbours, right? Yeah. You, have, you have your neighbourhood, you have your group of neighbours. I'm a bright child. Everybody, everybody knows that. I can't afford to go to school on my own. I think we'd all really benefit from me being a doctor. Why don't you all chip in for my degree? And here's the contract. Right? Well, Is there any other options? Maybe. No, that's it. That's it. There are, there are better free market solutions than having taxpayers fund degrees and then not having the taxpayers yes. allowed to there dismiss... There are better free market options than that because I mean, that's not a free market option. No, that's exactly right. But <laughs> in having taxpayers pay for somebody's education, right? the only way that would be fair is if taxpayers had to approve the application. But you don't apply to taxpayers for your, for your university loan. Oh, you, I would. You, you apply to a bureaucrat. No, you just, who takes just that put money from taxpayers? Uh, option number one, are Look, you going? Option number one, yeah, that's exactly right. Schools get to decide their own criteria for who is admitted and who is not, mm-hmm. and that's not going to be regulated. Excellent. That is being selected right now. And they all get a free gun. <laughs> it, no. You no want they a gun, all you, have to pay you want, the gun. You want a gun, you pay for it. <laughs> and, now go, and now pay this extra for all these checks that we have to yeah, do. As part of their enrolment fees, they get a free gun <laughs> to protect all the other students who also have guns. Ethnic minorities are often refused admission to some of the nation's best schools. Hmm. Well, I think that'll come back to bite them in the future. 
Wait, the ethnic minorities or the schools? The schools, absolutely. That's a stupid reason to dismiss somebody because they're the wrong colour. The Anthropoline Sentinel reports international body praises Anthropoline development. Latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing. Chamber of Commerce applauds government initiative and flush with cash. Our shopping guide inside. Wealth I'm gaps. I'm anticipating wealth gaps increases. One point five percent. Yeah. Uh, weaponization up one. Economic output and manufacturing both up one percent as well. It's not a huge policy change. No. As far as downtrends are concerned, safety is down one percent. Income equality down one and a half. Compassion down two. Pacifism and niceness down two and a half. And inclusiveness down three percent. Okay. Would we like to compare inclusiveness as a Sure, statistic let's do for all of us. That inclusiveness. Where are we? Go to our charting option here. Okay, so Zane Australia's kind of steadily climbed um, from the start. We started out at 106, and it's yeah, just been a steady arc up to our current height of 157.87. Ah, okay, interesting. Anthropoly has started at about 101 for inclusiveness. Uh, it has been down as far as uh, 92, but at the moment it's close to its all-time highs at 105. Uh, we started on 121. I've gone mostly up with an occasional little dip, but we're sitting on 135, which is our um, our top. Interesting. And so inclusiveness is on the Mandela Wallen, Wall, Wollstonecroft... <laughs> Wollstonecraft Non-Discrimination in- Index, where analysts ranked nations based on whether all citizens were commonly treated as equally valuable members of society. Uh, Zane Australia is actually currently eight, top 8 percentile of the world and top 5 of the region. Uh, top 40% for Andropolia. All right, well, that has been us for another week. Uh, you can find us on social media. You can find us on Patreon, where you get one bonus episode for every four that we publish on our regular feed and you can catch us next week until then i've been zane c weber chancellor of the national council of zane australia twirling forever towards the future oh it's been a while i've been sebastian of the united states of world america uh wrestling quote and i've been andrew schosser the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of andropolia imploring you all carte blanche sans plume Till next time, gentlemen. Steve D is a multi-award-winning tabletop game designer, and he wants you to be one too. Every Tuesday he presents Lansing with Myself, a five-minute dive into the ins and outs of freelance game design and working as a creative, derived from his 20-plus years in the industry. Being both poor and disabled, Steve takes a particular look at how those who find themselves extremely limited in the time, money, and energy they can bring to bear can still be making games. As a famous cartoon rat observed, anyone can cook, or in this case, make board games. Get started today with Lansing with Myself every Tuesday on the That's Not Canon Network. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.